Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that you can go to spacebearmedia.com right now to access all our content, including our weekly video pre-shows where your hosts ponder ethical questions related to the week's episode and answer some fun questions just for, well, fun. Speaking of fun, if you have it, thanks to our content, please consider rating or reviewing Lost in My 40s on your favorite app or recommend us to a friend who loves Lost. Hello, welcome back. It's Lost in My 40s. We are here today in Season 2 on Episode 7. It's called The Other 48 Days. It's a Backenders episode. Derek is going to give us the back end. How uh, appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but first, actually, but first, first, I should say, this is a special episode because it is actually the first episode without any flashbacks because the entire fucking thing is a flashback. <laughs> Ben, before we jump into the back end, would you like to uh, <laughs> update us? <laughs> on hey, let, me where, put on, let me put on my raincoat first. <laughs> <laughs> where are our power rankings? Uh, yes. As of last week, we've got uh, the great Mr. Echo in first place by a pretty good margin now. Um, oh, I bet got, he even pulls away with it after today. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kate. Still in second place, and Hurley and Helen still tied for third. I can't believe Helen's still hanging in there. That's how know, few good like characters. Uh, I we know. Have. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Just right. uh, as a reminder, I hate Anna Lucia. Yeah, we know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> you do. All right, and uh, who's in the bottom, Ben? Who's at the bottom? Well. Ah, Randy Douchebag Nations <laughs> still. And uh, Mr. Cooper are tied for the, the first worst. Uh, uh, so Randy Douchebag Nations is hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yeah, oh, exactly. No. <laughs> There's another. Uh, we come from the 90s reference. Seriously. <laughs> yep. And then we've got Susan in second place. And uh, in third, we have uh, a tie between Sabrina Carlisle and Mr. Kim. Wow. So many baddies so far this yeah. season. I know uh, Christy wants to get Anna Lucia down there. <laughs> I want to get Anna Lucia down there. <laughs> I was like, somebody, come on. All right, Derek, why don't you take us through the other 48 days? Okay, so the episode opens with a quiet scene on, on the beach, and then you hear some uh, whirring noise, and it gets louder as pieces of metal and debris start hitting the water and the beach. Doesn't, doesn't this thing start off? It feels like one of those Corona commercials. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, so you like somebody, somebody start whistling. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a guy in a beach chair with a Corona. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's too funny. And then he runs. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he goes this just went this just all of a sudden it's more like a milwaukee's best commercial yeah <laughs> all righty so then you see the uh, tail section back end of flight 815 crashing into the water 
and more debris falls, and then the seat from the plane flies into the screen, and it goes dark, and you see day one appear on the screen. And uh, the camera starts underwater, and it's, you know, very chaotic. And when it finally surfaces, you see Anna Lucia and the other survivors flailing in the ocean. And there's also uh, dead bodies floating in the water. And the survivors are making their way to the beach that is covered with debris. Some of them, some of the debris is on fire. I, and I feel and, like the, the like cinematographer or whoever did this, I don't know exactly who, who manages all of the, like the camera and the shots and all the type of stuff. I feel like they looked at Saving Private Ryan and they're like, yes. do whatever they do, whatever they did there. The same chaos kind of frame rates, the, the water, same jerky chaos. chaos. Yeah. 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 On the beach. Yeah. Yeah. But that, they said that was very accurate. Yeah. The, oh, uh, yeah. I, they, yeah. You mean like the, the men who were actually at D-Day? The Normandy scene. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I heard that too. When they saw that, that it was, that That's had insane. to be triggering My dad stormed the fuck. beach at Normandy. <laughs> 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 You know how a friend? You know how you know a Frenchman's been in your backyard? Oh no! Oh. Your trash cans oh. are empty and your dog is pregnant. Oh my God! Yeah. You've been what? coming at the French this morning. She was talking Jesus. about Stand by Me. She was quoting Teddy yes. Duchamp uh, from Stand yes. by Me. I was quoting <laughs> Teddy you. Duchamp from Stand by Me. Okay, I was Thank just you. like, "My God, man!" <laughs> just, just my <laughs> my normal, my normal like. D- like disemboweling the French out of nowhere. Yeah, we just lost all of our French viewers. Jesus, all, all one of them. Yeah, I well, we love the French personally. <laughs> I, uh, I I love the French just for the record. We uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we I was like, yeah, we love the French. No, that's not what you meant. Okay, we shall we, we <laughs> shall we. Derek, what happens to the backenders on day one? So back on the beach, um, Anna Lucia and Libby. They really get into the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anna Lucia and Libby make it to the beach after helping some other survivors. And you see Mr. Echo carrying a a young boy and his teddy bear to the shore. Yeah, do you recognize that teddy bear? I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the boy is crying out for his sister. So Mr. Echo does find a sister floating face down in the water, and she is unconscious. Um, he carries her to the shore, and Anna Lucia comes over to assist him in reviving her. She begins CPR on the girl. I will and- give her this. She's better at CPR than Boone. <laughs> yeah. Is that a compliment? <laughs> Anna Lucia, so you're, complimenting yeah. her? Wow. you're better than Boone. Well, she's she not looking for pens. I, when she, yeah. I was about to say when she was swimming to shore, she she found a she found a package of pens. Yeah. <laughs> so she she wasn't distracted. Oh boy! So she begins uh, better CPR than Boone on the girl, while uh, Mr. Echo tells the boy to come with him so he doesn't have to watch. And the boy leaves a teddy bear with the with the girl. Uh, the CPR is successful, and the girl is saved. Yeah. Um, she said, the it's funny the, the, yeah, yeah. she wakes up the first thing. She's like, where's my mom? Yep. And she I was like, I was like, hey, you mom. mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and mom's not even on the plane, right? You find right. out they're flying alone. Yeah. She's yeah, like, she was tells- supposed to meet us in LA. And I, okay. Well then your mom's probably in fucking LA. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, on an island. Yeah. Stupid. I bet that's where your mom is. <laughs> you dumb kid. Fucking kid. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's like, what happened? Did you just go through some type of trauma? What's going on? Fuck. Yeah. Like, God. Brown. God. You do damn. not do this well, child. 
Oh my God. Yeah, it's funny when you watch the, the back end of the plane crash into the ocean, you know, it just happens to land just right to where it's like, because it was tumbling. If you watch yeah. it, it's like, it's yeah. Right. But I was like, I was thinking also, like, it was like the speed. In. Yeah, the speed, haha, the speed that it hits, though. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, there's nobody on there that just survived. Right, exactly. No. Right. The deceleration really killed hard. everybody. Yeah. But they these people survived are because the island wanted them to survive. I yeah. Guess. That's yep. right. Yeah. So the girl tells Anna Lucia that her mother is meeting them in Los Angeles, but she says they aren't there yet. Or Anna says they're not there yet, but promises the girl she will get her there soon. And then Anna looks towards the mountains and the camera pans back to reveal chaos on the beach and the back end of the plane sinking into the ocean. And you get the title screen. So then um, Mr. Echo asks a nice woman to watch the two kids because he has to go do something, which is fishing the bodies out of the water. That's Cindy, isn't it? That's who he asked. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cindy, the flight attendant. She's yeah. not identified yet. Now, I want right. you over the next five minutes of, of this episode to look at Mr. Echo's shirt. It's fucking gleaming white. Uh, yeah. He just <laughs> came out of the ocean, which I, I would expect there'd be a little, you know, sand, maybe blood from all yeah. the dead people. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it is just gleaming white. I start, I think we should call, start calling him Mr. Clean instead of Mr. Echo. <laughs> <laughs> it won't stay head. gleaming white for long, though. No, it, it, it does amazingly, though. I, and I'll point out when it doesn't, but he goes through a lot before that shirt shows any marks <laughs> on it. <laughs> so then we cut to a, a guy in pain from a compound fracture in his leg. And yeah. Libby tells him a story of how she broke her leg while skiing to distract him so she can snap the bone back into place. That was badass. Yeah. yeah. Gives me the shivers yeah. thinking about it. She, she, gets, she gets some points there. She does. And this causes him to scream in pain and pass out. And then another man comes running out of the jungle screaming that someone is alive in the jungle. And we see that it's Bernard still trapped in his seat next to a dead body really high up in a tree. And um, Anna coaxes him to unbuckle his seatbelt and grab the branch near him. And after some, you know, discussion, he finally does. Just as the seat comes crashing down, he plays the, this guy. Body. This guy plays fear really well. Like a lot of times, yes, I'll does. see people try to act scared. This guy, I believe, he's scared when he when he's Bernard, there. The yeah, maybe they had him really Bernard? up in the tree like that and said, "You know what? If you fall, you die." He's scared. Method <laughs> 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 acting. It's like Squid Game for actors. Oh man, I have so not started watching that. Oh, oh it's really it's good. Great. It's oh, it's phenomenal. really, really good. Yeah, it's I'm great. really looking forward to the second season. So she climbs up the tree to get him, and then we cut to the beach, and Libby is asking for water while Goodwin he gets identified later, but Goodwin builds a fire using a stick. Did somebody just Shannon Goodwin? Yes, we needed somebody new. <laughs> Yeah, Shannon's dead. So. I chose Goodwin. You guys can choose whoever you want. I choose Anna Lucia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really hate her. <laughs> Anna Lucia asks if he, he's a Boy Scout, but he tells her that he's in the Peace Corps, and he's impressed that she actually knows what the Peace Corps is, because, yeah, it's been a long time since I heard that, you know, Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought about joining the Peace Corps a few times. I did, too. Yeah. Uh. We talked about doing it together, and then yeah, we decided we to try to have a kid instead. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So, 
They get Neither of fired. those things came to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, let, let's join the Peace Corps, and I end up getting a job at Amazon. It was like, could, yeah. could it be that's more right. fucking when we opposite? Were, that's right. Yeah. When we were talking about uh, doing that, I had to, I don't have my bachelor's. I have a few associate degrees, but um, I would have to finish a bachelor's degree to be able to join the Peace Corps. And we were talking about it. I was going to finish my degree. We were going to join the Peace Corps and run away. And then he got a job at Amazon, and it was like, oh, all right, well, let's try to have a kid instead. And, uh, <laughs> and then you started and then, your blog. And, and then that didn't work out either. That and here we are today. podcasting. Oh, okay. So, anywho. So I love that journey for you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> From the cool, course of podcasting. Cool story, Hansel. Yeah, thanks. All right. So they get a good fire going, but there's there's no torches like the originals. Just sitting around the fire. And Bernard walks over to Mr. Echo and asks if he found an African, African-American's woman body in the water. And he says no, but he will pray for her because and the rescue planes that Bernard asks. For. Let me call another thing. I'm going to be interjecting a lot these first like 20 minutes. First, look at his shirt again. He's been fishing people out of the water. Still gleaming white. Oh, my God. You're obsessed also, with the shirt. Unless, unless <laughs> he's actually going through their fucking wallets, how can he tell if a dead person is African-American? I mean, okay, uh, right, because they could just be African or any other country where someone, right, right, right. Yes. Bernard is conditioned to say African American because he's from the uh, United States and his wife yeah. is. At, I, but yeah, I, you're right. I, I understand yeah. that, but I am calling out the how ludicrous it is. A, a question, yes. if you really think about yes, it. Yes, that's silly. On an international flight, like, how would you know that? Yeah, yeah. you're right. So the survivors are sleeping on the beach, and they're woken up by sounds of a fight. And Goodwin and Anna Lucian investigate, and they find Mr. Echo standing over two bodies holding a rock. And his white shirt and him are covered in blood, and he's out of breath. <laughs> yeah, it's no the, longer white, Ben. No, it's, it's covered exactly, in blood and sand. Yeah, Other he has blood. to actually murder people before the, the, the traces show, which I think is probably... <laughs> I almost feel like that was intentional. Like, he was gleaming white. He was. He was... Radiant with God's energy right up until then where he massacred two people (laughs) over rock. Wow. All right. I think it was self-defense. Yeah, definitely. The others were trying to kidnap him. Yeah. Yeah. They chose fucking poorly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, they don't make the list, but we'll get that in another season. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you don't know what I'm talking about, Derek, but that's okay. No, I don't. I know of a list, but. (laughs) You know about the list. list, right? Yeah. All right. So that's the end of day one. Okay, so I'm going to stop you here before we move on because I did something a little special for this episode. And I went back through all of the episodes we've already done and took a few notes on what the originals were doing during the time periods that the other 48 days uh, covers. So on some of the days, I've got a few notes. Some I've just got like a line or two, but... uh, Day one for the originals. Um, the entire Boone day found takes a pen. place. Boone found a pen. I didn't actually <laughs> write that down, but you're right. So, um, no, no. The entire day one is only in uh, the pilot part one. It's again all of the same chaos. We remember, you know, the crash as we meet the originals. Uh, Jack has Hurley help with Claire. He tells Kate about his first surgery. She counts to five. Shannon is obnoxious and convinced of rescue. Jin tells Sun to stay away from everyone. They discuss the possibility of a transceiver in the cockpit. And then at nightfall, they hear 
the noise of the monster at the same time that the backenders are being kidnapped. Is that um, Vincent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid kid. Another. Oh, why are the kids dumb on this show? All right. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then, Derek, why don't you uh, continue with day two? All right, so day two, and Mr. Echo is standing on the beach, still bloody, and his shirt is dirty. Anna Lucia searches the bodies and finds no identifying information on them, and another survivor comes up and says that three people are missing. Uh, Mr. Echo starts making a weapon out of a tree while Anna Lucia observes that the dead people don't have any shoes and that they, were, they must have been there before, the, before they crashed. And then she says they need to get off the beach, but Nathan protests, saying that they have they have kids there and injured people, and they should stay on the beach with the fire to you know signal for help. Then Cindy, the flight attendant, tells them the pilot told her they've been flying for two hours in the wrong direction, and well, they won't know where to look. They have the whole <clears throat> caves versus beach argument on yeah. day t- on day two versus right with the you know. Or not necessarily Without. caves like they hadn't, but the uh, the right. to get off thought the beach, to journey, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And isn't that t- isn't that convenient that Cindy survived to tell them they were off course? Like yes. it's super convenient that you know uh, in each camp somebody was able to tell them you you guys are fucked. We weren't where we were supposed to be. Yeah, a thousand miles. Yeah. Right. And that's the end of day two. Um. Uh, there was there, one thing that I was thought a, was funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, this there was one thing that was funny. <laughs> that when, um, Libby tells Anna that the that the infection is like spreading in the leg, and then Anna asks, "Like, what are we supposed to do about that?" I just thought in my head right there. I th- I heard Vizzini say, "Hit him with a rock." Because <laughs> <laughs> they they're killing uh, so many people with rocks in this episode. It just it felt it felt yes. like yeah they do. Maybe he just needed to go too. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up the same line because I thought I I didn't hear the Princess Bride in my head, but I <laughs> thought the line was really great just because it sort of encapsulates the situation. She's like, well, you know, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, what are they supposed to do? Like, yeah, whoop, all the drugs landed with the front end of the plane. So, yeah, thoughts yeah, and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Bleach. <laughs> Bleach well, they got the Mr. Clean kills there. everything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, day two for the original stretches actually over three episodes. The last bit of Pilot Part 1, all of Pilot Part 2, and the beginning of Tabula Rasa. Uh, It includes the trip to the cockpit, the Eaton pilot, the Saeed and Sawyer brawl on the beach, the Lockwalt backgammon lesson, the journey to use the transceiver with the French message, Jack's care for the marshal, and the discovery of Kate's criminal status. All of that happens in day two. That was wow. an eventful day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so day three. Uh, right, so then it switches survive. to... No, it's day five is the next day. They jumped Day to. three, actually. Was it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I missed that for some reason. Yeah, you reason. missed the day three, but... Derp. All right. It's quick. It's quick day three. Um, the survivors are foraging on uh, for food on the beach, and Libby tells Anna that Donald, the guy with the broken leg, his infection is getting worse. And Anna Lucia asks, what are we supposed to do about that? Oh, that's what, that's what we that were talking about. I see. Okay. I put it in the timeline, but I put it as day three. Well, so day three would extend through Tabula Rasa. So right. it would be the end of end of that. Yeah, somehow I missed that. I must have been really high when I made the timeline. <laughs> that happens. 
Yeah, so then day five. Sorry. Yeah, then we go to day five, and Donald is dead, and the survivors bury him next to the bodies that were pulled from the ocean, and you see Mr. Echo staring out to the ocean holding his tree weapon. Yeah, and at this point, and he's his tree weapon. He stopped speaking, too, yes. after he yeah, killed those Yes, he hadn't spoken people. since he killed the right. people. Uh, so day five is most of uh, episode four, Walkabout. Uh, Saeed's working to make the antenna to triangulate the distress signal. They run out of food. Locke first suggests hunting for boar. Charlie and Hurley try and fail at fishing. That was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Locke uh, looks into the face of the monster. Charlie finally catches a fish and gives it to that stupid bitch, Shannon. <laughs> and Jack sees Christian wandering around the island. And then at sundown, Claire reads off the names of the dead. Claire. Claire. <laughs> Claire. All right, day seven, and the back enders are trying to catch a chicken, and Goodwin finally catches it and breaks its neck. Then we cut foreshadowing. To the <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> then we cut to the chicken is getting cooked over the fire, and Libby um, offers some to Mister Echo and tells him he hasn't said a word in a week, and she also says it wasn't his fault, and he was just it's not his fault. That he was oh, just God. defending himself. <laughs> it's not your fault. I- I wrote, fault, Libby Mr. comes Echo. over to Echo with, it's not your fault, energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> energy. I wrote he was just thing, it's not your himself. fault three times. And he's sitting there cutting notches into his tree weapon. Right. Are the notches so, days? I th- thought they were his victim. He only had two. Only- there was a lot of notches, notches on there. Mm. Yeah. Well, so let's put a pin in that, because the notches... Uh, will be explained in depth when we get to his episode. Um, but oh, at yes. this point, that's that was what was in my head, where I was like, I think that he's notching off how many others he's killed. Yeah. Um, okay, so day seven for the originals, they found the caves at this point, and they're transporting water back and forth. Uh, Jin attacks Michael over the watch like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> There's <laughs> the beehive incident. Jack makes a case for moving to the caves. Charlie tells anyone who'll listen that he's in fucking drive shaft. You are More like everybody. suck shaft. <laughs> yeah. um, son speaks to Michael in English. So that's the first time we find that out. Locke uh, takes Charlie's heroin and a faction moves to the caves at the end of the episode. So, or at the end of the day. Sorry. So that's day seven. Okay, so we're on day 12, and Anna is making some kind of weapon that looks like a hockey stick yeah. so she can get them some bacon from the pigs that she heard in the jungle. Oh, yeah. Because as we That's know, not all, pig, work. all pigs have a weakness <laughs> for boomerangs tied to yeah, sticks. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Just, like, like beat you, it to death? Like, what are you going to do? Can't. Make it, like, kill it by making it laugh at your stupid weapon? Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah. And Nathan comes out of the jungle, and um, they ask where he was, and he says he was using the bathroom. But Anna tells him that they have a system where they go in pairs, which is kind of strange. Go to the bathroom in pairs. I mean, I guess you have to watch me. You have to watch me. I get it, but I don't want to take a shit with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been married to my husband for almost 20 years, and I think that I can count on one hand the amount of times we have had to be in the same bathroom while 
like one person was in the shower and one person was taking a shit. I yeah, just I'm don't, a very private shitter, so. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you don't need to like be in the bathroom. Right. Well, <laughs> we got a real good setup now. We've got a squatty potty and a bidet. Nice. Oh. A bidet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. French I've you. been thinking about those squatty oui. potties. I've been dancing around that that purchase for a couple of years now, I feel like. I enjoy Does it. Does it really work better? I, I yes. I very right. much enjoy my squatty potty. Oh, Christy right. has nice poops, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us, squatty okay. potty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Tushy is the bidet. All right. It's actually called Tushy. It's called Tushy. Okay. <laughs> It just attaches to your existing toilet. I think that's the one that, like, uh, we got some friends that I think have. We have some friends with one of those. Yeah, their seat warms up too. It always scares me. They clean you a lot better than paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, I we don't have the seat warmer, but you know, (laughs) when you so so you've got a poor person's bidet then. Oh yeah, I mean, but I will tell you, first thing in the morning when you have that first poop of the morning, it wakes you up, man. When that cold water hits. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> also, the water isn't warmed either. Oh man! Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, are we really having this much conversation? Yes, we, about are. we are. Okay. Well, we're talking about back ends. Exactly. So. Yeah. That's what I was right. going to say. Okay. All right. So the back enders are sleeping by the fire when you see several people with bare feet and tattered clothes sneak up, and they end up kid- kidnapping the children and several others. Um, they they knock out the adults to carry them off. And then Anna wakes up and chases after them. And one of the kidnappers turns and starts, you know, attacking her. And they fight until Anna hits them with a rock, which eventually actually ends up killing them. And they don't know which way the um, kidnappers went. And Anna tries to wake up the dead kidnapper, but you know, doesn't He's work. Dead. Yeah. And she searches the body, finding a knife <clears throat> and a piece of paper with a list on it. And Libby asks, what is the list of, and Anna replies, it's a list of nine, a list of us. And Mr. Echo comes back down, comes back. Yeah, she says specifically, like, it's got their names and then also descriptors of, like, what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we said that. She says that later, actually. Oh, shit. Fuck, guys. (laughs) All over the place. So Mr. Echo comes back from searching for the missing nine and Anna yells at him for not talking because and Nathan tells her to calm down and Anna shows him the list of the nine that they took, what they were wearing and what they looked like. And Anna accuses Nathan of feeding them information while he was in the bathroom for two hours. That's, that is a long shit. I believe he yeah. has IBS. He must. must be. Well, because he later be. he says he was on the he was in the bathroom yep. on the plane for two hours. For two hours. Right. Yeah. This, this this dude needs to either cut down his red meat intake and or like <laughs> start taking some fiber and stool softeners. Or he just needs to go on that fruititarian diet. Remember? Seriously. I mean, what that's the hell is he eating? Was a stupid. couple bites of chicken? That's oh, not going to get right. you bound up. <laughs> so then Goodwin calms them down and they decide to let the signal fire go out and leave the beach. Alrighty, so day 12 for the originals. Uh, Saeed is off on his own journey. He discovers the cable, follows it into the jungle, gets stuck in Danielle's trap, meets her, gets electrocuted by her. Um, Jack and Sawyer are being super competitive over Kate. Uh, The fucking hypochondriac is around on day 12. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Walt wants Locke to teach him how to hunt, and Hurley finds the golf clubs. 
That's all day 12. All right, now we go to day 15, and the backenders are hiking through the jungle, and they come up to a stream, and Anna tells them that they can take a break for five minutes after walking for three days straight. She's quite the taskmaster. Yes, she is. It's like three days and nights pursuit, no food, no rest. (laughs) Bernard protests, but Anna says, you are still here. Aren't and aren't you? And Nathan says they can go on without him because he is making camp there since it has everything they need. And Anna agrees after all of the back enders are looking at her. Yeah. Um it's like they sort of overruled her, I guess, in a way. It became a democracy when they were had all just been kind of following her for three days. Yeah. Yep. Um so yeah, day fifteen for the originals, uh Claire is having nightmares. And Jack doesn't believe her that somebody's trying to harm her. And Hurley starts the census. So that's one of the first episodes where we hear Claire scream, my baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think so. He's right. trying to hurt my baby. I'm trying to hurt my baby. <laughs> so the mayor of Island Town starts his census. Right. That's- exactly. <laughs> Day 17, Anna is digging uh, what will become the Pit of Despair when Libby comes up asking her about Nathan being missing for two hours and that he creeps her out. She wants to know if Anna thinks that one of us could be one of them, and Anna replies, why do you think I'm digging this hole? I thought she was digging latrines. <laughs> yeah, right? Where that's are they digging in Paris? Yeah, that way yeah. they know where Nathan was for two hours at a time yep, when exactly. he was dealing with his IVFs. <laughs> Uh, day 17 for the originals is just one big old event Ethan kidnaps Claire Uh, oh yeah so day 19 um, Nathan and Bernard are making some kind of trap to catch rabbits when Anna just walks up and gives Nathan a swift kick in the chin knocking him out she carries him to the pit of despair and throws him in telling him they're going to have a talk I've got to interject something huge here oh boy she started digging this pit on day 17 with a piece of bamboo. Two mm-hmm. days later, it looks like she had yeah. a fucking backhoe. This thing is Yeah, well, we know. Huge. Really cheap, yeah. Yeah, there she is probably, no way. She had the same backhoe that dug the hatch out. Yeah, no, right, this one was even was... more so. <laughs> this, this is yeah, a ridiculous amount. On for a couple of weeks, at least. Yeah, you get every one of those people from that, from that party working with pieces of bamboo like that, maybe. But there's no way. Yeah, of course not. So Anna goes back to the others and tells the other survivors and tells them she never saw him on the flight. And Cindy, the flight attendant, says she never saw him either. Libby says Nathan never talks about his past and that Anna says she is going to find out. Then Anna asks Mr. Echo if he has a problem with this, and he just looks at her, still not talking. (laughs) One thing that Cindy says here, she says, I'm good with faces. What does what does that mean? Yeah, that she would like remember him. Them, I, guess. I guess she's good, but she's good with recognizing people. I oh. think is what she means. It's gonna be a real asset on the island. Be like, well, yeah. maybe if you're good with like fabrication of like I don't know shoes or something. Shoes? That might I was be a thinking more cobbling. Useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, so far, I'm no good with faces. Oh, that does you. <laughs> she meets Boone, and they can they can be good with faces and running businesses. Well, yes. and the others clearly don't have any cobblers either because they're no. always barefoot. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This <laughs> island is in desperate need of a cobbler, of a shoe store. <laughs> yeah, yes, and a haberdashery. Oh God! 
So it's Derek. nighttime, <laughs> and Anna opens the pit, and she's carrying a torch, but it's not as good as the original's torch. Mm-hmm. Just a basic torch. Just a oh. basic. <laughs> they haven't gotten their and production Nathan, line up and running yet. Right. <laughs> and asks Nathan, where are the kids, and where is he from? And he says, Canada. Eh? And he was on a company retreat. She asked him, where's the rest of the people that he worked with? And he says, well, he stayed a few days to sightsee. Then he says he was in the bathroom and Anna's on the plane. Why she didn't see him on the plane. And he says for two hours. Once again, Anna says he was never on the plane. He takes really long poops. Apparently. Yeah, my God. Working crossword. Oh my God. Read the paper. <laughs> so, uh, while that was going on, the originals were finding the guns. On day okay. 19. Cool. All right. We're on day 23 and Nathan is still in the pit of despair and Anna is still asking him, where are the kids? Nathan doesn't answer and Anna sees something behind him and throws a rock at him. There we go with the rocks again to get him to move and he didn't find some food that he was hiding. She questions the other back enders to find out who gave Nathan food. Bernard uh, doesn't think that Nathan is a spy, but Anna says he was the one that said to stay on the beach so they could be picked off. That's what she thinks that he did for. It's pretty right. good casting, she, though, the guy Nathan. Like, he does have kind of shifty eyes. Mm-hmm. So they do they do really make you believe that he's, Yeah, you know, I thought he was. That he's possibly one of those, one of the others. He's Canadian. Right, because we're all suspicious yeah. because we... <laughs> Because we, first Canadian. the French, now Two the Canadian. Hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two-hour uh, shits. We all already know about Ethan, so we're immediately suspicious. And they, of course, are, you know, tricking she us accuses Mr. Point. Echo, and he basically admits it without saying a word, that he's the one who fed Nathan. Right. <clears throat> Anna's at the stream drinking water, and Goodwin shows up, telling her that he is worried about her having Nathan in the pit for four days. And she tells him... That he promised the little girl that she that she would get her home. Goodwin asks if she has any kids, and she says no. He says that he she, he says she should let Nathan go because they are not savages. Anna replies that if she was a savage, she would have cut off his finger, and says that he should do that tomorrow. Yeah, that's I, really really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact I that mean, she we was thought Saeed go was bad by sticking fucking bamboo up under Sawyer's fingernails. She's gonna take his fucking finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's so nighttime. While, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Almost done with twenty three. Uh, yeah, nighttime in the pit of despair, and Goodwin opens the um, the door to it and lowers a rope so Nathan can escape. <clears throat> he says, "Hey, you want to play a game of, of chicken?" Food. Yeah, <laughs> he hands Nathan a bag of food and tells him to go. And as Nathan walks past, Goodwin snaps his neck. Yes, he does. Yep. While that is going on uh, in the original camp, Boone is warning Saeed not to date Shannon. Uh, we all find out about sister fucking on day 23. Mm, the viewer, step. at least. Uh, at Locke is desperately trying to get into the hatch and he drugs Boone. It's funny because when you first said, you know, Boone warned Saeed, Saeed not to date Shannon, I'm thinking, what's he going to do? Take her to fucking Applebee's? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but he does actually set up dates for her. He yeah, sets yeah. up he these elaborate, you know, torches and picnics. Oh. And he's so sweet. I love Saeed. That's oh, all. Christy loves Saeed. I hate Amalusia. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because once again, the side of Saeed you like so much as the side. I'm just like, oh, now he's becoming 
very useless. That's right. The more yeah. Christy loves him, the more Ben hates him. Oh. It's like you build radios, dude. <laughs> yeah. Tinker with electronics. Do something. <laughs> Hey, Ben. Yeah, babe? Got any special occasions coming up that you need a card for? Is this a trick question? No, it's an advertisement. Is this about barbcards.com again? Bingo! So, I suppose you're going to remind me that each handmade card is only $1.50? Mm-hmm. And they don't come with busy backgrounds or flowery poetry? You got it. Barbcards.com offers to-the-point communication within several different categories, including our favorite, Potty Mouth. And if you can't find what you want, barbcards.com can do customizations. Can I still get all of my cards for no more than $4 shipping, no matter the size of the order? You know it. Barbcards.com has got all you need. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. What are we selling now? Merch. Our merch? Yes, sir. Shirts, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, bottle openers, stickers, magnets, and more. Your choice of product and your choice of Space Bear Media Graphic from any of our podcasts. Please tell me we're not making merch now, too. <laughs> of course not. We'll stick to podcasts and Pixis products will do the rest. Thank God. I bet you have more to say, though. Sure do. Pixis Products is a small business run by a local mom, but local to us anyway, who needed something else to do besides being a snack bitch. A what? A snack bitch, also known as a mom with a young child. There's still more, isn't there? Yepers! Pixis Products works with other small businesses for supplies, art, and other collaborations at every opportunity, including ours. In fact... Pixis Products even gave Space Bear Media our own storefront on their site. You can find us at shopspacebear.com. Say what? You heard me. Go to shopspacebear.com and buy something. So we're on day 24. Anna wakes up and Goodwin says good morning when he's really creepily close to her. Oh, yeah. 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 Like right in her face when she wakes up. And uh, Cindy comes running up saying that Nathan is gone. Anna says, so the others must have found them and it's time to move. I think maybe Anna Lucia, she, she should have spent two more days digging and then she could just thrown him into the earth's core. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> two more days. Yeah, uh, that scene where she wakes up and he's like right in her face reminds me of the scene where Hurley is like, yeah, hi. in the caves. Yeah. And Jack wakes up and he's like, hi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Day 24. Kate finds out son speaks English. Boone uh, goes on his psychedelic trip. And Saeed notices that his compass does not work on the island. And uh, Boone admits that he was relieved when Shannon died. In his little crazy fever dream. Yep. 
Day 26, uh, the backenders are walking through the jungle again and end up on the beach. Yeah, that's I mean, that's day. the whole thing. It just shows. I know. Yes, they walk three scene. days in, but one day out. Yeah, or two yeah. days out. Yeah. I guess so. Well, yeah, but if they're walking in, not in straight lines, then they could take longer yeah. one way than the other, I guess. Well, and now uh, they know the way. Yeah, they Truth. all do really learn their way through the jungle fairly <clears throat> fucking quickly. Um, yeah. I would be lost forever. Uh, anyway, so day 26, Michael wants to kill Locke for befriending Walt. Saeed is trying to decode Danielle's map, and the idea for the raft is born. Day 27, uh, the backenders find a door in the jungle, and Mr. Echo just walks up to it and opens it. And the door says quarantine. Sounds familiar. Yeah, on the inside. On the inside. uh, When he pries it open, and they light their way with uh, not-so-good torches. (laughs) Yeah, they're not as good at torches as the other group is. No. On the wall is the uh, Dharma logo, and Anna restores power, and they find a Bible, a glass eye, and a radio in a chest. I like uh, it because Goodwin, Goodwin says it, it's, it must be some type of storage facility. And I was like, don't storage facilities normally have things in them other than a glass eye and a radio and a book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't what like, a storage facility is, you know, where you're storing st- things, stor- storing things. So, <laughs> <All> yeah. <right. clears throat> yeah, but all these like places food. look pretty well abandoned, right? This this place looks pretty well abandoned, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So what signifies as nice it as a storage hatch. facility? Does it have nothing? It have, I think like, Goodwin was trying to pretend like he didn't know what it was maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think he's trying to impress anna lucia with his uh his knowledge of rooms yeah <laughs> it's like i know about cindy knows faces i know rooms oh my god so mr echo uh, takes the bible and bernard takes the radio outside and tries to contact you know call out for help Goodwin says the hills are blocking the signal, and he will take the radio to higher ground alone, but Anna insists on going with him. As they're hiking up the hill, Anna asks Goodwin why the others are attacking them, and he says, well, they aren't really attacking them, but the first night they took the strongest ones that were the greatest threat. I I noticed here. Echo, but he fought back. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't notice this earlier in the show, but you know, it's like Goodwin's clothes are the exact same color as the rest of the, the others. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, it's really? like a different type of clothing because it's, it looks a little more like, but it's the exact same color. It's the same color scheme. A, yeah. That's oh. not so just drab. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nondescript. Yeah. I also think, I think that line uh, where she is wondering why, you know, they're being attacked and what Goodwin says is, well, maybe they're not attacking us. Um, I think that's an important line because it leaves you thinking, like, you know, okay, well, what are they up to? Yeah. He try, you know, he's he's hinting that there's something else going on. It's not just a an attack to, you know, attack. Um, so I, I think that's an important line. Yeah. I agree. So when he says that they took the strongest, Anna says, Well, they didn't take him, and Goodwin replies, Well, they changed their plan after two of them got killed. Uh, he wants to take a break, and Anna agrees, and they sit down. He asks for the knife to cut a piece of fruit up, and Anna, wa- Anna wonders how the others got an army knife when they don't even have shoes. And Goodwin um, doesn't realize that, that it's an army knife, so Anna shows him the insignia and says that that knife is at least 20 years old, and you don't see those anymore. 
She asks him, how did he find Bernard in the tree? And he replies that he heard him shouting from the beach. And Anna asks, if someone saw him out there, is that why he pretended to be one of them? And she says, yeah, that he so ran she kind of the- like figures out that he was just in the area during the plane crash. And I guess she thinks like maybe since Bernard saw him, he had to pretend. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And she says he ran out of the jungle less than 10 minutes after the crash. And he wasn't even wet and that he was never in the ocean. Oh, well, Mr. Echo had that perfectly clean shirt. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> yeah. she, she then asks uh, where the others are. And she asks if he killed Nathan and Goodwin replies, Nathan wasn't a good person. And that's why he wasn't on the list. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Anna asks um, if he killed the kids, and he replies that the children are fine and that they're better off now. So obviously he is one of the others. Anna attacks him, and they fight for a bit, roll down the hill. Goodwin goes to um, like jump and attack her, and she holds up a spear, and he impales himself in the chest, killing him. It's an awesome scene. See, imagine, now, imagine now if he had jumped and she had had that, that, that hockey stick, and he hit that. <laughs> Just like bounce off he of it. He just like bounce yeah. off of it. And he'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> no. She's like, I, I thought maybe we'd find a pig. <laughs> <laughs> she walks oh, back boy. to the other backenders and tells them that they are safe here now when they ask where Goodwin is. Whew. That's an intense scene, isn't it? So it Goodwin had a bad loss. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> So the originals, uh, while this is going on, are uh, start to construct the raft. And Charlie punches Sawyer over Claire's diary. Locke and Michael rescue Walt from a terrible CGI polar bear. And Claire returns to camp. Um, so Claire. I was listening to that other Lost podcast. Um, <laughs> we can mention it because uh, they, they're actually going to be on with us in a few weeks. If you guys follow the um, pre-shows on YouTube, which you should be doing, you will have already met these guys. Um, but we met a couple of Irish lads who podcast under the name Lost the Plot. And they very coincidentally came out with their podcast at almost the identical same time as we did. And they also Great released it on Wednesdays. Like. Uh, and we met on Reddit. So they, what is this, episode seven? They will be with us here uh, for episode 12 of season two. Yeah. So go ahead, Christy. You're talking about them. Um, when you said it was like the bad CGI polar bear. Right. They had pointed out that in the original ad for that episode, they used a stuffed polar bear. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And apparently so that. many people called out how bad it was that they replaced the stuffed animal polar bear with, with the awful CGI. CGI yeah, with the oh, awful that's CGI so ones. Funny. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, so anyways, uh, I know they listen to the pod, so hey there, Ado and Dave. Um, and for everybody else, you'll meet them in a few weeks. So where the fuck were we? Yes, looking forward <laughs> to I, it. <laughs> yeah. I want to go I want to go back to today what where were we Dave? 27? Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Day 27. Why do you guys think Anna did not tell everyone that uh that Goodwin was was one of them and that she killed him? Well, well be, I think it's implied. I think they figure 
I think she assumes they figure it out if she comes back without him that he's dead and she had to kill him. And I think the reason that she wouldn't go into the details is because it's fucking embarrassing that she was like about to torture the wrong guy. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, she doesn't want to talk True. about like, oops, I had it wrong. Yeah. Um, so let's just not speak of this and yeah. continue on. She yeah. done fucked up. Yeah. That's what I think. Not the first time. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, let, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, yeah. dive more into her story next week. <laughs> so we fast forward to day 41 and Bernard is still trying to get a signal from the radio. And that's when he hears Boone asking if anyone is out there. Anybody got him saying <laughs> we are the survivors of oceanic flight 815. But Bernard replies with, we are the survivors of oceanic flight 815. It's not yeah, a prick so waving contest, Bernard. <laughs> so I remember when we uh, recorded the episode that this originally happens in, which is, I think, uh, do no harm. And um, I remember Derek, you had the transcript and that it said we, and I was surprised by that because I didn't remember. And it was so funny when we got back to this episode and I was like, oh my God, how many times have I watched this show? But for some reason that was like not in my head. Like I didn't remember this part and I was surprised uh, that that's what they had said. It's so stupid. Um, It's just funny, like how many times I can watch a show and still manage to forget like important details. When watching it again, especially but. if you're smoking weed when you watch it every time, exactly. Oh well, I mean, yeah, that's probably what was happening. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. Finish day forty-one. So Anna turns off the radio, saying it is the others, and that they're trying to draw them out, and says there are no other survivors, and that this will be their life from now on, and get used to it. Yeah, and you know, she was wrong. Obviously, it was other survivors, but I think in that moment, she did the right thing because it. Did. I agree. Yeah. Right, I, I think there that could have been them, yeah. and it, that is something the others would do. Yeah, right. If, if yeah. you know that these people are tracking you and they're trying to do that, all of a sudden the person that they've infiltrated your group with is dead. Then they're immediately going to switch tactics and try to find you right. another way. Yep. So she's, right. I think she's dead on tactically doing what she did. Yeah, I Agreed. absolutely agree. I think that she did the right thing. However, she's so like militant when she's she like, is. "Yeah, this yeah. is our life." Get used to it. Like everything sucks, and I'm gonna fucking tell you what to do, and you're gonna fucking do it. Put your hands in the air. Put your hands in the air. I was just gonna say it's so funny because like we will get more into that and why she behaves that way next week (laughs) for sure. Um, So while all of this is going on, uh, obviously almost done with 41. (laughs) Important important thing coming up. Yes. Yeah. So Anna is sitting by the creek crying when Mr. Echo walks up and says, um, she asks, what is he looking at? And he finally speaks, telling her that it's going to be okay. And she says, you waited 40 days to talk. And he replies with, you waited 40 days to cry. And he wraps his arms around her as she sobs more. Yeah, that's a that's an intense scene. Yeah, it is. Um, I understand why it took her so long to cry. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that when there's a serious situation going on, I put my emotions in the back, Yeah, you know, and I, I deal with it and I, I try really hard not to get emotional at all. And it could take me weeks. I mean, after nine 11, I didn't cry for many weeks. Um, 
which is totally different from like small personal tragedies, of course. But sure. I, I, I kind of, I shut my emotions off. I deal with the task at hand. I get us through it. And then later on, I'll revisit and let those emotions out. So I, as yeah. much as I don't want to um, side with Anna at all, I, I understand uh, it. Well, I understand Anna it. is not the only character that we saw this in. Um, if you remember back early on, one of the earliest episodes, Jack falls off a cliff and Locke reaches down, <laughs> Locke reaches down to pull him up, remember? And then he and Jack just like loses it. He starts laughing because yeah. Yeah. he's been, you know, he was the one that had to do what you described, like put everything yeah. aside and try to take care of everyone. And so he snaps into laughter. She snaps into, you know, sobbing. But it's, yeah. it's a similar um, reaction that we see from those characters. Um. So with Echo, so, 40 days, is that, I mean, is that just a biblical thing? Am I? That's what I was thinking, 40 days. Yeah. 40 yeah. days and 40 yes. nights. I, I, I really am not in the mood to earmuff Derek, but yes, it is It is a nod to a biblical thing, um, which we will talk more about when we get into Mr. Echo later this season. Um, all right. All right. 41, day 41 for the originals. Uh, Jack is trying to save Boone's life. Claire is having her baby. Kate trips in the jungle and breaks all the alcohol bottles. Oh. Uh, <laughs> alcohol Shannon abuse. explains her complicated relationship <laughs> with Boone to Saeed. Uh, and then, of course, Claire gives birth and Boone dies. Day 45, Cindy and Libby are on the beach fishing and they see a body wash up on the shore, and it turns out it's gin, and they pull him out of the jungle, or out of the ocean, not the jungle, <laughs> and he's tied up and blindfolded. Uh, Mr. Echo asks, who, he, who, he, who is he, and where is he from? But Jin only speaks Korean. And Mr. Echo tells Anna he doesn't speak English, but, he says, but she says he is a threat because he has a handcuff on his wrist. Which is so I mean, stupid. That's a- I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you kind of, from that point of you view, I guess I'd be suspicious some, of that. Yeah. And especially knowing her in the future. Right. It's not like she had, it's not like he had a weapon or anything. He had a broken handcuff on him. I know, but I guess what I would think is uh, somebody had reason to handcuff this guy. So yeah. that, okay. it was to wrong, me, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Like from our point of view, we know that the situation, yeah. but from hers, I would think, uh oh. Somebody yeah. needed to tie this guy down at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if you find somebody with their with their knuckles all bloody, you know, you immediately, soon you immediately like, know. Okay, well, they, fight, they, yeah. they've they've been fighting, so they could be they could be more of a threat. It's sort of the same thing. Right. There's been some sort of uh, maybe threat of violence in the past or violence that led him to being shackled. Right. right. So while they were talking, Jin breaks free and runs to the beach where he sees Michael and Sawyer in the scene from last season. Jin is screaming others when Mr. Echo knocks all of them out with his tree weapon. Uh, the ri- I love the ri- that you keep calling it a tree weapon. Kind of like he's down. carrying around a tree. Yeah. 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 That log had guy. a child. <laughs> with his leaves on his uh, clothes. In his armpits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The originals are put in in a, in the in the fishing net and dragged to the pit of despair and dropped in. Anna asks Mr. Echo to hit her because she wants to look beaten to be dropped into the pit to investigate the originals. 
Uh, then you just hear these drums start beating, and we see flashes of the scenes we've already watched of Anna in the pit talking to the originals and then stealing their gun. Yeah, so um, for the originals, we jump into season two, obviously. Uh, some of them have just come into contact with uh, the backenders. But in on the island, or excuse me, uh, at the originals camp, Locke and Kate are getting into the hatch and they meet Desmond. Uh, we find out the numbers need to be entered into the computer and Jack meets and recognizes Desmond. Then out on the raft, Michael and Sawyer are fighting about Walt being taken and then, of course, find Jin on the beach and join the scene that Derek just described. Then we go to day 46. Drums are still beating. We see flashes of the originals getting out of the pit and meeting the backenders in the Dharma location. Yeah, I like how they did this, how like once we catch up to the spots that like we literally just watched in the last few episodes and they, you know, put the drum beat on, flash through them. And they're just like, you know, what's happening is that drum is like beating toward Shannon's death. Right. Um. So, day 46 for the originals uh, is the day that Hurley is assigned to deal with the pantry, loses his mind, decides he's going to blow it up, changes his mind, and throws a big, fat party. Beach party! (laughs) Day 47, the drums are still beating, scenes are still flashing, and the backenders and the originals journey towards the originals' camp. Sawyer collapses, and Cindy disappears. Uh, oh, back well. at the original, back at the original, you, you camps. lost your ability to recognize faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so back at the original camp, Sun loses and finds her wedding ring. Day forty-eight, which is now, the backenders are asking where Cindy. Where is Cindy? When they hear whispering in the jungle, Anna draws her gun and is uh, pointing it around wildly and shoots someone in the jungle. And then you see a shot of every character's face in shock. Then he cuts to Saeed over Shannon's body, <laughs> staring shoot, at Anna. With shoot it in someone the- in the jungle. <laughs> I just imagine, yeah. like, where's your jungle? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I, mean- I guess after 40-something days, pretty much everywhere is your jungle. Yeah, he just starts shooting, yeah. <laughs> and he cuts to Saeed over Shannon's body, staring at Anna with an enraged look on his face. And that is the end of the episode. Yeah, and obviously for the originals, day 48, uh, Saeed builds the love shack, tells Shannon he loves her, and then she takes one in the gut or in the in jungle. The jungle. <laughs> yeah. Takes one in, in the, the jungle. jungle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, did everybody like that episode? Yes. Yeah. I liked Mostly. all of it up. I liked all of it up until they did the montage at the end. I was just like, okay, we know, we know. Really? We know, I know. The drums beating. Yeah, I liked that part. I like built the tension up. It didn't oh, for right. me. It, it completely relieved all the attention in the show when it got there. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Okay. I mean, that's fine. You're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> all righty. Who wants to hear some fun facts about? espionage oh i do i do i do yeah <laughs> so i chose this topic because we now know that both camps had been infiltrated by uh ethan and goodwin Spies. um yes 
So espionage is the attack, uh, the attack, the act of obtaining secret or confidential information from non-disclosed sources or on the flip side, being the one to divulge that kind of information without permission. Uh, the oldest known classified document was a report made by a spy disguised as a diplomatic envoy in the court of King Hammurabi, who died in 1750 BC. So uh, humans and civilization have been spying on each other uh, since the beginning. <laughs> there is actually a story in the Old Testament of the Bible called the Twelve Spies, and it's about um, the leaders of 12 tribes who Moses dispatched to um, take stock of the canon land to see if it was their Jewish promised land. Uh, it's, of course, a story. Um, it's about when the Jews wandered uh, for 40 years in the desert, um, but there's no actual evidence any of that ever happened. So, Burning uh, bush. Yeah, burning. Well, the that burning bush was earlier. That was what yeah. convinced Moses. But um, so moving ahead in time slightly, uh, Western espionage, I guess, changed uh, during the Renaissance. And that was when Italian city-states started installing what were called resident ambassadors. And they were basically people who were put there to sort of live amongst the people and report back to the government. Um with intelligence, you know, I guess to probably squash any sort of resistance or anything. Snitches. Um, right. So um, since the end of World War II, that is when espionage uh, became a bigger issue uh, for everyone because of the Cold War and uh, the USSR, things like the KGB. They did a lot of spying. And it, during that era is when the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, was um, invented, basically, in 1947. And it was to counteract the USSR. And now, of course, we know the CIA has their hands in everything globally. Um, a couple of really famous spies, of course, if you are an American, you have heard of Benedict Arnold, which has become sort of a layman's term for a traitor. And uh, he spied for the English during the Revolutionary War. And um, George Washington was actually very, um, uh, he held espionage in favor and uh, had lots of people in the Revolutionary time uh, spying on England. And uh, one other very famous spy um, was during World War One, her name was Matahari, and she obtained information for Germany by basically sleeping with French officers. Um, <laughs> why do the French keep coming up in this episode? It's so weird. Um, I have a quick list of some ways that people can spy. So there is the agent provocateur. Uh, which is somebody who is put into another, um, you know, political situation to basically uh, instigate trouble um, and, you know, uh, uh, further the agenda of something maybe like the CIA. Um, an intelligence agent is somebody who steals information and passes it on. 
An agent of influence is somebody that it's similar to the agent provocateur, except for instead of instigating trouble, what they try to do is influence a political agenda. So um, there is, of course, the double agent. That's something uh, all you have to do is watch a spy movie to come up with that one. And obviously it's somebody who pretends to work for one agency, but is actually working for another you can also have triple agents who work for three agencies. Uh, That's and so much to keep track of. I yeah. can't even imagine what you would have to manage doing. I feel um, like you almost have like to be a sociopath to do that. Yeah. You might. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd have to sort of, you'd have to be willing to lose your real personality. And you're just yes. constantly, constantly uh, uh, pretending. Yeah. Um, let's give a little shout out to J.J. Uh, Abrams. Of course, behind Loss and also behind Alias, which is a great fucking spy show. Uh, last one I've got here, the sleeper agent, which is somebody who is recruited to wake up and perform a specific set of tasks or functions while living undercover in an area of interest. Now, of course, Sirhan Sirhan, who we have in prison in California, uh, still to this day claims that he was a sleeper agent who was awoken to murder uh, JFK, or excuse me, um, RFK. Uh, and whether or not you believe that, you know, there's a lot out there about whether or not that's actually possible. Um, but that is the sleeper agent. And so that's what I have on espionage. Uh, nice. I guess, let's see, what would we consider for Ethan... I don't know how we would consider him. You know, he he actually up and kidnapped somebody. But for for Goodwin, it sounds more like he was an intelligence agent, right? Yeah. Because he was sending back the list of lists, names, and right, and and well, I mean, I think you can wearing. be multiple things. I mean, if oh, you course. take like yeah. people like influence agents and provocateurs are often doing the same thing. I mean, just look at someone like right. if we're talking about today, look at someone like Steve Bannon, right? Fucking Not really a spy asshole. necessarily, but he's definitely a provocateur. He's an influence yeah. peddler. Like, mm -hmm. if you consider, you know, those motherfuckers to be the enemy, like, he is, he is an agent yeah, in, that can, way, in that regard. I think, yeah, I think when it comes to, like, those the, the actual specific terms, uh, um, we are talking more about somebody Secrecy. who is, is, is working on behalf of a government. And so, like I James understand. James Bond. Yeah, yeah, I understand he did. He he was working on behalf of the government, uh, you know, under Trump, but it wasn't a secret what he, you know, that he wants to destroy the country. Uh, he's said that many times, but... He wasn't um, working for the government. He was working for Trump. There's a yeah. difference. Well, <laughs> right. Uh, wow, let's not devolve into that. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> how about we start with some best moments, Christy? Uh, or best and worst moments, sorry. Um... It was hard to find best moments for me in this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, A, Bernard being alive. Um, and then when he asked Echo about the bodies that he pulled from the water when he realized that Rose was not among the bodies, that mm -hmm. moment was was wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, worst moment is Anna killing Shannon. Oh, see, still on my top Going back list, to that, the, the African-American <laughs> in the water thing, I also thought about it. It would be kind of funny. He's like, no, I didn't find any African-American women in the water, but there's a, there's a dead Canadian. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> ben, how about your best and worst? I, Canadians I, are Americans. That's true. What? That is true. Yeah. 
That's oh, they're North, North Americans. Americans. America, right, yeah. of course, of yeah, course, yeah, of course. Sorry, I thought, yeah. I don't know what yeah. I thought you meant by that. <laughs> A boot. Yeah. A boot, yeah. Um, it's like two favorites. One was just Goodwin getting impaled on the spear. That's just good. Oh, good yeah, that was, that, was good <laughs> yeah that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. The other one. Goodwin. Nice. Um, the other one was uh, when Anna Lucia breaks down and Echo, like a big teddy bear, just holds her. Well, that was a very sweet scene. We have the exact same best moments. Wow. Stake wow. through the chest and when uh, Anna, or best and worst, when Anna breaks down is my worst mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Echo becomes a big old cuddle bear. Um, yeah. And then the worst moment. I would moment- cuddle the hell out of him. He, <laughs> I, would, I would snuggle with that man. <laughs> oh, were those both your best moments? Sorry, my yes. worst yeah. moment was when she broke down. It, it, uh, it got me too. My got worst it. moment was the montage. <laughs> Whatever, Derek. Best and worst. Mine are the same as yours. The best moment is uh, when Anna calls out Goodwin and impales him, and the worst is you know whenever she's sobbing by the creek. All right. How about uh, your character power rankings, Derek? You wanna? Give us those who you've uh, my best is Mr. Echo. Uh, mm-hmm. Second is Bernard, and third, and I know Christy won't like this, is Anna Lucia. <laughs> You're allowed to like her if you want to. <laughs> uh, my worst is Goodwin. Um, then Nathan was my second worst because he was just I don't know, creepy. You know, I just he, he didn't like him. Sketchy looking, the shifty eyes. <laughs> yeah. And my third worst is the others. And wow. I'll I'd fuck Anna Lucia. And I'd kill Goodwin with a spear. Oh, also with the spear. All right. Yeah. Benjamin. Not the hockey stick. Uh, it's actually <laughs> really, really similar to, to Derek. Um, Mr. Echo in first, Anna Lucia in second, Bernard in third. And then for the worst, uh, Goodwin, then the others. And then third worst, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm Cindy, just because her no, ability to like re- Cindy. Uh, she bugs me. I don't know. There's something about her that just bugs me. And then the, I'm good with faces. I'm just like, oh god, shut up. Um, then uh, I'm gonna fuck Anna Lucia. And since it seems like Cindy's already sort of gone that way, the way of the dodo, I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, we had the same top th- uh, three. Ben, uh, Mr. Echo is obviously he's the best. I had Anna Lucia in second. She did her best. I feel like. Uh, and Bernard in in third, he's kind of like the steady Jack of the yeah, backenders. Yeah. Yep, I feel like totally. Um, but then for my worst characters, I had Goodwin for obvious reasons. But then I also put Anna Lucia second for worst characters because what? she jumps the gun more than once. Uh, you know, she misinterprets oh, yeah. who the bad guy is, and then you know, swinging her gun around accidentally <laughs> shoots Shannon but, in the jungle. Like, yeah, so I know the points will be a wash, <laughs> but that's kind of how I felt about her. It's like she's trying, but she's kind yeah. of a fuck up at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I had Libby as my third worst because she kept egging Anna on. Every time that that's Anna true. like made a wrong judgment, Libby was there to be like, oh, yeah, oh, he is creepy. Oh, yeah. This, you know, and she just kept kind of yeah. like egging her on in the wrong sort direction. Sort of a provocateur, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Decided to fuck Cindy um, because I feel bad for her. She got kidnapped. Um, <laughs> so and so we're, we're on to pity fucking already. We're only seven already, episodes into yeah. the season. We're yeah. pity fucking. So I was going to give her a little a little pity fuck before she got kidnapped by the others. And then I could not think of anyone that I really wanted to kill. Oh, we know uh, what so that means. I'm, 
it's Randy. It's Randy Douchebag Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Randy. He's on Randy. my he's on my kill list again. He's my trusty. Uh, and so that's where I landed. Uh, he's your Christy, bullet catcher. You? Yeah. <laughs> um, my top three are Echo, Libby, and Bernard. Um, my bottom three are Anna, Goodwin, and the others. Anna so above Goodwin. You have Anna even? above Goodwin. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. a fucking vendetta. She so was going to cut off Nathan's fucking finger. He's yeah. an extra fucking. Yeah. I know, yeah. but like you said, Anna, you next snap. Anna jumped the gun on so many things. And right. especially yeah. with the whole shooting Shannon mm-hmm. in the jungle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't point a gun at someone unless you intend right. to shoot them. Yeah. You don't shoot someone unless you know who the fuck you're shooting. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, Again, I, I grew. Put a pin, I put a pin in it. We'll talk. We'll discuss this more sure, next week. But right. <laughs> I grew up in a house with guns, and and mm-hmm. my dad hunted, and he had a handgun, and right. I grew up with a strong respect for guns. And and then when my husband and I went and, and bought our own guns, you know, you you do gun safety courses, and you yep. don't pull the trigger unless you know what it is that you're shooting. Yep. You know. Um. So I I've got a real problem with her. Um, yeah, she has poor gun safety. Why? Why was Libby your second best? Because she's just sweet. Yeah, she is. So she is sweet, and for that reason, I'm also going to fuck her. Oh, uh, oh. and I'm going to kill Anna. Shocker! <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> yeah. Wow, the hatred. That, that's that's four episodes in a row where Christy has has killed Anna Lucia. Wow. Is, is it really? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. All right. Well, next week, Christy's going to be happy because I have a feeling we'll all have a few nasty things to say about Anna Lucia. She's, she's getting worn um, out. She's getting killed and fucked a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So where are we now? Ben, could you please update us on where we ended after this week with our power after, rankings? I mean, after this week, we've got the strong, silent one, Mr. Echo, just soaring into the lead. Uh, he's he's 25 points clear of anyone else right now. Um, wow. It, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, we all seem to love him. Um, second place is still Kate, even though we haven't really seen her in a while. And third place has not changed. Hurley and Helen are still there. Wow. Yeah. This is kind of wild. Okay. So what's yeah, happening and, in the bottom? Not really a whole lot there either. Um, I mean, Randy Douchebag Nations continues to be <laughs> in the worst. He, he gained another keep three him points. Down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now that that means Mr. Cooper is in second place, and mm-hmm. third place is Susan. All right. And then we've got a four way tie for for I guess for, for fourth, like fourth place. Worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which would be Mr. Kim, Sabrina Carlisle, and Goodwin. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, why don't you just continue on there, Benjamin? Give us your final impressions from this week. Um, uh, final impressions. Let's see. I mean, it was it was cool to catch up and kind of figure out, like, to see everything from their perspective that had mm-hmm. happened. Um, I like the, the introduction of. I heard that. Derek started it, and then I yawned. <laughs> yeah, <does> he yawned. <laughs> That was amazing. All right. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. I like the inclusion of of Goodwin because it sort of brings home like with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Ethan. Ethan. It kind of shows that these people are very methodical and that like, Mm -hmm. okay, somebody's crashed and they've immediately got like moles. Um, So it sort of shows that they're 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 organized. They're 
kind of, you know, methodical, which is terrifying. If somebody has been there a lot longer than you and they're really, really good at what they do, you're at a distinct disadvantage. So I like that. It kind of, it kind of plays up the peril a little bit more. Um, I loved, again, I love Mr. Echo in the episode. Like he's gentle when he has to be, and he's a stone cold killer when he has to be. Um, and then, I mean, other than, you know, digging, digging a hole to the center of the earth in a couple of days and a couple other small plot holes, I thought it was a really, a really fun and strong episode. Mm-hmm. Especially Christy. the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Christy. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good episode. It was nice to be able to get, you know, what happened with this group over the course of 48 days. And it was nice that they kind of just threw it all into one episode instead of drawing it out. Um, I agree with a lot of what Ben said. Um, Echo's characters is just incredible. Um, and I can't wait to learn more about his backstory. About whose so, backstory? Echo. 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 Oh, Echo. Echo. Yes. Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, I thought this was a brilliant fucking episode. What a great idea uh, to to catch us up and, you know, give us another perspective of, like, there was this whole other adventure happening on the other side of the island. Uh, I think, like you mentioned, Ben, the, the introduction of Goodwin and the fact that we now know that both camps were infiltrated, it really does imply there is some sort of organization amongst these people And clearly they've got motivations. You know, they wanted Walt for some reason. They've got a list of other people for some reason. It's more, it feels more targeted than random. Um, And, you know, I'm left wondering like, okay, why? Why those nine people? Or why why did they want Claire? Why did they want Walt? Like, what is the the deal? Um, It makes it it more scary in one way, but then it also imbues you with a little bit of hope that maybe, like he said, maybe they're not attacking us. Right. It also leaves that mystery of like, well, what did he mean? Maybe they're not attacking us. What the fuck are they up to? Yeah. Are we Uh, fighting the wrong people? Like, you know, are we scared of them for the wrong reasons? Yeah. Yeah. So those are questions uh, that are definitely explored uh, as we go through this series. So, Derek, why don't you tell us, what did you think of this It's sort of special episode, you know, kind of left the format, and uh, and then what questions were you left with? Yeah, I really liked this episode. I thought it was really, really good, and how it tells the story of the backenders and what they endured for the first 48 days that they were on the island. Uh, we learned that the others kidnapped 12 of them, but don't know what they did with them, or even if they're alive. Um, and we learned that, you know, Goodwin infiltrated the camp just like ethan did the original oh, i guess camp. it's like 13 now right if we count cindy oh that's true that's true that's right. at the end yeah. yeah yeah it's like 12 and a half she's forgot about half cindy person. you know ben killed her so yeah that's true <laughs> so it, my questions are who are the others what are they doing there or how they get there and what do they want with all of the survivors Okay, so you kind of you ended with the same questions, I yeah. guess, as you know we would all have. Yeah. So, um, no, my question those... was still, how did Anna Lucia dig that fucking hole so fast? <laughs> these are these are things that keep me up at night. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, uh, Derek. Those questions that you have will slowly be answered over the course of this series. Uh, as far as a- for Anna Lucia and her hole digging skills, uh, join us next week. It is episode eight of season two. It's called Collision. 
It is Ana Lucia's story, and <laughs> I <laughs> am okay. going to give it to you, and um, we will see you then. I almost Bye. think it might be kind of fun to have Christy do that episode. Just hear no. the hate seething out of her. No. Yeah. You like a hate episode. Oh, just wait <laughs> until we get to, um, oh shit, what are their exactly names? which one you're talking about already. Lacey. Oh, Nikki and Paolo. Yeah, Nikki just wait until we get to Nikki and Paolo. She, she oh, took yeah. Nikki and Paolo. You hate them worse than Anna Lucia? Oh, oh. Eric. You'll hate them too. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks Anywho, the next season. I, yes, that's right. It is season three. I thought that I yeah. ended this episode, but somehow we're still talking. So let me try one more time. <laughs> Next week, it is episode eight, Collision with Anna Lucia and me, and Christy can heckle me the entire time. We will yeah. see you then. Goodbye. Bye. And Bye. you know what really grinds my gears? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trim. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at Space Bear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or... Come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.